Hey guys, it's Josh. That was already too dramatic. And it's Marie Elena. <laughs> I am who and, I am. And you're listening to the Gaming Gaming Podcast on Ooh, the Gaming Podcast. Ooh. On Ooh. The new network. Um, yeah, I love that new network. Um, so tonight we are going to be talking about friends fighting. Ding 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 round one. Um, <laughs> so um, so why what? well so I'm I'm questioning why do you think we should talk about fighting with friends? Because you and I have only had really one fight. This is true. Um, so I think with any relationship, um, whether it's a romantic relationship or friendships, um, you, you don't always just love each other. I mean, don't get me wrong. There should always be more good times than bad, but you do end up walking into a, a dark area with your friends and you end up fighting, whether it's something even stupid bullshit when you reflect on it or something a lot more serious. Um, and I think that if we talk about some of our fights that we've had, fights that we've had with friends, you can even see that the fights start to change and you realize that wasting time fighting just takes time away from, I don't know, just the good stuff, you know, yeah, it's a I kind mean, of waste. We, I get that. But so have you had some like drop down, like knockout fights with your friends? So are we talking about my younger self or currently? Because there's there's two types of fights in my world. What is so here's the thing. I have never been in a fist fight. I am that good at two shoes. No, I know you have. But I'm that good at two shoes that like I never went to the office because I was in trouble. I never got into a fist fight. I was bullied, but it was easier for me to just do nothing um and just take it. Which now it's a little different. Like, don't start shit with me and there won't be none. But you know. Teenage Josh was not that type of person. So tell me about your craziest fight. And then we'll get into um, fighting with friends because I want to definitely discuss our first and only fight. Um, and then maybe some fights that you've had with our mutuals. Yeah, no, of course. So um, so I'm going to take you back to my high school days. I'm going to tell you about a physical fight. Love that. So there was this girl named Chrissy. We love her. And I'm really not and I'm really not worried about her ever listening or finding or whatever else. Um so, so with should, that being said, we say hashtag fuck Chrissy. Hashtag fuck Chrissy. Love that. Um so I know, I don't even want to say that because honestly, we were we were teenagers. Like I, I have no feeling about it now. But again, it just comes to my mind because it was one of my only physical fights with a female. I I I fought probably more with guys than I did with girls, honestly. Um, with that being said, so true story, and you know I always started like that. So in high school, I was I was always a misfit. Um, I, I recognize that now versus when I was actually in high school, um, I had a group of friends, but no one really, really close outside of Heather. It was always Heather and I, um, but I had had a friend named Chrissy and we were friends. Like I said, I think we met when I was like 12, um, up until like my early teens, and anyway, she was like, like any girl fight start, she was talking shit about me. 
And of course, that wasn't going to fly with the teenage, you know, Maria Elena. So I remember I had called her out and I was like, yup, I'm like, after school, we're going to meet here and it's going down. So I didn't live far from my house. Okay. And um, I went home and we had straight razors right so like the razors that you that you shave with they're they're just the just the blades okay and at that point in time in my life I had very very thick and very very curly hair my hair is still very curly not as thick I'm older now um and have had children so that that part has changed in my world but I had very very thick very very long curly hair so what I decided to do because I knew I was going to fight this bitch and yep that's how I'm calling it I decided to take my hair and put it in a bun and okay. I put the stray razors in the bun I because girls, because girls don't know how to really fight and girls fight dirty. And the very first thing that they like to do is what pull hair girls right. take notes, girls take notes. Yep. So I already knew what she was probably going to do. So I opted to put the razors in my hair. Um, and I went to the location that we would have this fight. And of course, there was like a ton of people there and, you know, already that you can hear it in the crowd. Right. And again, if some of you have, you know, scrapped when you were younger, you, you know what that is. It's like, oh, the mumbling, like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Maria Lane is here. Where the fuck Chris? You had, oh, she probably pussied out. You know, it's all that type of nonsense. Like r- real talk. That's how that's how the teenagers talked. And um, I'm waiting for her, waiting for her, waiting for her. And then lo and behold, her parents are in a car and her mother sticks her arm with her fist out the window as they were driving by and they hit me in the back. (gasps) True story. What? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, I felt it like you, you felt it, but it didn't like take me out and it didn't like knock me down. It's not like, you know, she could have hit me at like 50 miles per hour because I'm pretty certain that her arm would have broken. But whatever speed they were at, her mother had her arm out the window on the passenger side. Her father was driving and blop, right in my back. And of course, I was like, what the, what the fuck was that? And then her parents pull off and they're just like, then they're cursing at me and like, oh, what? You want to start with my daughter? You trying to fuck my daughter up? And I'm just thinking to myself, you're fucking adults. Like, what are you even doing here? Uh, like, see, this has nothing to do with I you. I thought Maria, the like... Young Marie Elena would be like, yeah, what's it fucking to? I'm going to fuck you up too, bitch. Yeah, no, it really wasn't. So, so we didn't actually fight that day. However, we did fight later on. And I did put the razor blades in my hair. And truth be told, she did grab my hair. And she ended up cutting and slicing her I hand that so and her arm. Um, and even more so, I felt even more justified in, you know, whooping her ass because of how her parents handled it. Because again, they were the adults. Yeah. I mean, that's really crazy to say, but like they were the adults in the situation and they hit me like in retrospect now as now as an adult, like they should have gone to jail. Like they had no business touching me. Um, You know, but at that point in time, my, my focus really was Chrissy and for her to keep my name out of her motherfucking mouth. So with that being said, that was really my first and only real female fight was that. Um, Well, that's great. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that, that you're so you're very hood about it. I think that's my favorite I, I story. Was hood. I was hood. I, was I love hood. that. Like, ladies, take notes. Put <laughs> blades in your hair. Yes, put blades in your hair. Now, I remember also my friend Heather, and I've mentioned her on the show before. Heather also kicked Chrissy's ass. Just saying. So you don't know if no, Heather. Heather, I remember like it was kind of the same situation. Chrissy just had a big mouth. And, you know, again, she just needed somebody to shut her up. So clearly this time it wasn't me and it was Heather. And I remember like Heather like took her down and then they were both like on the ground. And then I started like to kick Chrissy. I don't know. It was like some crazy shit. I I can't make this up. This is true stories. And it but really that's did. Very, that's very like a friend, right? It's like yeah. I could be mad at you, right? I could be mad at you. Say hypothetically, I'm I'm coming to Texas next week or Florida next week, and somebody. You're drunk. Yep, there's not. that. Um, <laughs> but I wish I was. Well, so we're so side note, we're going to be doing a, a a live podcast, and we will be drunk, so it'll be really we'll fun. Be drunk. Um. Yes. So, but I am coming to Florida soon, and. So hypothetically, like you would say you and I were fighting, if somebody, we were out and somebody said anything to you, I would put all that shit aside and be like, oh no, bitch. Absolutely. We are, it does not matter. You do not get to talk to her like that. I can talk to her like that. You cannot. Yes. This is facts. So I love the fact that when you are a ride or die friend and listeners, if you are ride or die friends, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That you have that person who is just very like, no, I can talk to her like that or him like that, you cannot. And we may be going through some shit, but that ain't your business. And if you say anything crazy, we gonna have an issue. So, and it's very funny because as I've gotten older, I've become that friend and Maria Lena is still that fucking friend. So it's 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 a good time. Um, so do you want to, so can you go back? Like, do you remember um, any like, stu- we're gonna say like stupid fights. We'll lead up to like our big fight. But like, well, a lot of my fights, but in all honesty, like for me, a lot of my fights, like, were much younger. Honestly. Well, I'm talking like about, teenage, I'm not even talking like physical reason? fighting, though. I'm talking, no, I'm not talking about physical either. Fight. Like, do you remember any like stupid fights that you and I had? Yes, you and I, me and Heather. Me no, and I need Judy, to know. Like, I think the listeners deserve to know what you and I fight about. Um, you name it. Like That's first, it'll be bullshit. about some sort of fucking some so sort of fucking music. We'll be in my car. That's no, we'll be in my car. And you'll be like, "I hate your shit. Let me put on my shit." And I'm oh, like, yeah, "Oh, it's true. like the same shit." That's so stupid. I'm like, I literally, it's like the same fucking. It's like do you remember? Shit. So, do you remember the lot the fight that we got into? Um, we were both drunk, and it was I think Halloween over that guy you were fucking, and I hated him. Yes. So, <laughs> true story. It wasn't. So, first off, I don't think it was Halloween. So, you what were you're dressed, thinking. I think you were dressed as the Mad Hatter. No. So, what you're thinking about is the Halloween that you were with the guy that we do not mention, do not speak of. And you got pissed off because he complimented me in my Mad Hatter, Mad Hattress uh, costume. And you thought in some sort of way that he was attracted to females. I don't remember this fight. But it happened. And it really wasn't a fight, but you were just kind of like bitchy. Because you were just like, ow. Oh, I see. This is what we like now, huh? I was like. That was stupid uh, insecure girls back then. Do you remember? (laughs) Hold on. You know what, though? Do you remember the fight that 
we were, I think we were at Green Iguana back in Tampa, and he called you a bitch, and I fought with him for <laughs> two days. I yes. was so mad. Yes. Because yes. we went home, and I was texting you because we were both yes. drunk. And yes. he, I remember there was something going on. There was something, something going on. He didn't really okay, so agree. Because, you. So anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll tell the story. Go okay. Ahead, so wait, so let me read. So let me first address the first fight that you were talking about, because the guy that I was dating is actually the reason for both of these fights. So the first fight was. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> it is true. I so, the, so here was the thing about the guy, and I'm just going to be completely transparent. I enjoyed the sex. Yeah. I was not attracted to him. He was not good looking. He I wasn't I wasn't very attracted to him, like at all. Um, however, he was he he tried to be super nice. I, I don't really know how nice he was, but again, the sex was right and it was good, and that was it. Um, everybody hated him. So um Josh hated him, our third Doogie hated him. Um, so everybody hated him. And of course, like, so anyway, so everybody wanted me to end it with him, but I was trying to explain, like, listen, this is what it is. Mama getting it in. With that being said, the fight that we're talking about with the person who we do not name at Green Iguana, I had brought it up in the conversation and I was like, I don't really like, like him. I am just enjoying the sex and that is when the person who has that we do not name and has no name said that i was a bitch no it wasn't even a bitch though it was a you were you were a fucking bitch i was being a fucking bitch what you were doing was extremely wrong and when i tell you guys i lost it My face, again, I could not believe it. Because first off, here was my first thought is like, motherfucker, you don't even know me. Like, you're lucky to even be talking to me right now because that, and again, this was Maria Elena then. This isn't really who I am now. Sometimes she comes out. But then at that point in time was very much like, you're lucky that you're talking to me. How dare you talk to me like that? You ain't shit. Go fuck yourself. And at least I'm get I'm getting it in, and I've I'm using this person for exactly what they're good for, exactly. and that's just me being honest. Again, was I honest with the guy? No, we've already covered this, guys. I was toxic. We we've covered this. We don't have to go back down that road. Exactly. But the point is, is that this motherfucker, the one that has no name, <laughs> had the agates to say like I was a fucking bitch, and what I was doing was wrong. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. 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 So. So I just remember, and it goes back to that like ride or die thing of like, oh, how dare you talk about my best friend like that? So we get home because I'm livid. Now, granted, we lived across the street in an apartment complex. Um, so we get home and we're, I remember we were sitting on the couch and I'm texting her because she's mad. I'm furious because I was like, you don't get to talk to her like this. And I did not let that shit go for two days because I was just like... How dare you talk to my friends this way? You don't even know her. Cause it was still very early on. It was, you know, and I was, and he was just that type of person. And he attributed it to like, I just, I, I say what I feel, which is, you know, I get, but at the same time, like, don't be an asshole, especially if you don't know the person. Um, and I, I if anything, I should have been praised for my honesty. I'm just saying again, 
Yes, yeah. it was toxic. Yeah. And yes, I wasn't being honest to the guy. And, you know, hashtag, you know, I was, I was toxic. I mean, yeah. we're toxic. Um, but, but my point being is I was speaking my truth amongst people who I felt safe with and to be attacked in your safe circle. Not a good feeling for me. Listeners, listeners, do you have any stories like that? (laughs) Cause we need to know, are you that ride or die friend? I need to know. Like, are you, cause you're, you know, you're sitting at our table. So we need to know if you're going to ride or die. Yep. Are are you going to come to bat for your BFFs when that time comes? Yeah. Um, but then there's been other fights. So, you know, we we mentioned a lot of times about our third in the trio, um, Doogie. Oh, Doogie. And Doogie, yes. So Doogie, um, we weren't always the nicest to Doogie. Again, going back to like our, our toxicity and, and things that we've done and things that we've said. Doogie was at one point in time, not any longer, but was just a very easy target. She was extremely sensitive. She, and I still call her this, but I'm poking fun out of love now versus me just picking on to pick on, but she's kind of like a delicate little butterfly. She is. And I mean, and I mean that in a very positive way. She's very in her emotions. She, she takes things to heart, especially about people that she cares about. She's always cared about Josh and I. Um, and we've always cared about her. Like, I don't want to discredit that. We just really weren't good friends. We, yeah, the, we were, especially when the three awful. of us were together, we were awful. We were awful. We were awful. Um, and, and, and we are in a so much better place now. Yeah. Um, the trio is still very alive and strong. I mean, outside of Josh just being absent of Tampa, yeah. we still all very much communicate. I see Doogie on a daily basis. Um, and if I don't see her on a daily basis, I talk to her daily. Um, and, and she's probably outside of, of Josh, probably the, the, the second sweetest person I know, or first sweetest I thought you were about to say, and, uh, she's probably outside right now. Um, <laughs> probably good chance. Actually, she's on my sofa, but that's not here nor there. Yeah, she's on your sofa. <laughs> no, Doogie, Doogie is the type of person that she just cares and she cares for everybody. Like, should we give the listeners a a funny story real quick about Doogie? Remember that? Yeah, tell them funny. You tell you tell them. Oh my god! You tell it. You you tell it. You tell it. Oh my god! Do you want me to tell it? Do you want me to tell it? I can tell you, and then you can just try. So, listeners, we want to we want to kind of introduce you to Doogie because you know she is she plays such a big part in our lives now, um, and we both love her dearly. I mean, Maria Lena says she talks to her and sees her daily. I talk to her weekly. Um, even in, in Texas, and she is definitely one of our best friends. Um, but Doogie cares too much sometimes, and Doogie has to get involved sometimes. And we were at Starbucks at one of our Starbucks dates, and here we go. Doogie likes to get involved. And we well, were let's at- give you, let's, Wait, wait, wait. Pause. Okay, okay. Let's give you a history about Doogie. Doogie is a former EMT firefighter yeah. in New yeah. Jersey. So she has dedicated almost her entire life to just helping people in general. When she wasn't an EMT, she was a firefighter. When she wasn't a firefighter, she um used to um she was a uh, sleep test. I don't know what the hell you call it, but she would watch people sleep and make sure that they were like still alive, you know, because of sleep apnea and things of that nature, you know, because they were having issues. Um, and then eventually Doogie uh, went back into uh, back to school and 
graduated and became a nurse. So she has always dedicated her, her life thus far, and she's not old by any means, but my point being is that she's always gotten involved and she's always been there to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's her history. Now going back to Starbucks and why we get involved, continue. <laughs> so we're sitting at Starbucks, we're sitting outside because that was a normal thing for us. And all of a sudden a homeless guy goes in and he collapses and Doogie runs in there, you know, like Superman. And she literally just jumps on the floor and she's going to help him. And, Doogie, like like both Maria Elena and I, we we're not skinny people. <laughs> I just remember looking through the window. Her and I, so me and Maria Elena were sitting at the table, literally just with our heads down. Like, why why should we get involved? Why must we get involved? Like, we just wanted to have a nice night. Doogie is in there saving the world, and we look over, and there's her big leopard print underwear just out in Starbucks. It was not leopard. It was cheetah. Whatever. And it was purple, yeah. and it was just panties all around. Panties all as, around. Pantalones all around. As the barista is giving Doogie the big yellow gloves that you wear to wash dishes, <laughs> and she just keeps yelling, sir. Sir, can you hear me? And I'm looking around, and then there's Derek Jeter. Yeah, Derek Jeter sitting there, Derek and I'm like, Jeter what the fuck? So now I'm trying to secretly take a picture of Derek Jeter as, like, Doogie's trying to save the homeless man. And and all I really wanted was another Frappuccino, a picture of Derek Jeter, and to go back outside and have a cigarette. I'm not understanding why this was so hard. But no, instead, Doogie's like trying to shove a fucking wooden spoon in his mouth so he doesn't choke to death. Sir, sir, can you hear me? I'm just like, I turn to Josh. I'm like, why the fuck do we get involved every fucking time? Like, I don't want the man to die, but goddamn, I just want to have a Frappuccino. (laughs) Why? I mean, I think that story really encapsulates what Doogie is. <laughs> and Doogie's, a, Doogie's a big friend. Um, and hopefully one day you guys get to meet Doogie because Doogie is is a character. Um, so anyways, going back to your... Oh, there is Doogie! Oh my gosh, she really was on your sofa! <laughs> she really was on my sofa. Oh, that's so scary. I was about to text her. I thought she was at work. <laughs> <laughs> well, Doogie, you'll be on an upcoming episode, Ben. I love you. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, So, so that's, that's the story of Doogie and Doogie getting involved. But again, we were not always the best to Doogie. Um, Not at all. There were fights and even Doogie and I, even recently, like I'll say within the last mm, year, Doogie and I have fought. We fight. And Josh has said this before, like we love hard. We fight hard. Like it's, it's always been like that. But Doogie and I have fought to the point that like, we're both fucking crying. We both look like idiots. And I'm just like, we're yelling at each other and we're both frustrated. And then like 20 minutes later, we're like, okay, well, do you want to go out? You want to go get something to eat? Sure. Like, okay. Yeah. So, um, and, and even in my past, you know, friendships and I'm still friends with, even though we're, it seems like a million miles apart, Heather and I fought. Heather and I took such a break at one point in time in our friendship that it lasted for months. And it took me going into the right aid and buying something for her to come outside and talk to me. So I I have over the years, I, I feel like I've always been good about being the person that will open up the door for conversation. Um, but I can hold a grudge forever. 
like no joke i i can hold some of the best grudges and never speak to you again and in my mind you are dead so there's no point in me even thinking about you twice but when i care about somebody enough it's worth the time and it's worth the energy to um you know to 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 hash it out 100 percent. i think fighting with friends i this is going to sound weird but i think fighting in general is healthy you know, I think it's it's very weird to say like a relationship in any form or fashion is a hundred percent good all the time. I don't think that's healthy at all. Um, but there's you know, there's obviously a way to to way a way to go about it. Like some of my best friends, like I've been friends with Freddie for over twenty years, and him and I very rarely, if ever, fight. We've had a couple fights, but they weren't like fights like I'm never speaking to you again, fuck you, queer. It was, you know stupid little fights but again they're healthy they're healthy fights do you want to maybe talk about since at this point we're we're many episodes in and people kind of know the relationship that you and i have and you are one of those people that we don't we don't really fight like ever yeah we have the stupid little like i want to listen to wicked no i want to listen to you know jagged edge or whatever the fuck you want to listen to um but that was very specific, by the way. I'm already offended. But anyway, was, moving on. That was the first thing that popped in my head. Was uh, it? Oh yeah. Um, but like, what we'll do you want? Like, shit. Yeah. Right. But we but we have wanna, had one big fight. We had one big fight, and I think we should talk about our big fight. I'm ready. I'm there. I'm ready to fight you right now. What the fuck? Let's go. I'm not even no, coming to Tampa. Like, <laughs> fuck you. Oh my god, I'm already offended. You no. should be offended. Fuck you. I'm not coming to your house. Now, fuck you. Anyway, so let's talk about our big fight. So okay. um, if you're a um, if you're a listener and you've and you've already caught up to all of our episodes, um, you already have heard about us being toxic. You have heard us, you know, um, you know, our, our, our lives. You're you're learning about us. And, and we, we like to talk about serious topics. We like to have fun. Um, so if you're listening now, we're going to go back to a little bit for our 30th, the 30th birthday episode when Josh had decided that he was going to leave Florida and go to Texas, um, because he needed to get out of the toxic relationship. And if you haven't heard that episode, um, please continue to listen to this one, but I, I definitely would love for you to listen to all of our episodes. Again, this isn't just a thing about us. We we really do care about you guys too. We want to hear your stories. We we invite you to the table. Um, so with that being said, when and Josh and I recently just had a conversation about this, um, I think this morning. Um, was it this morning? Just, no, was it, it yesterday? I think it was a couple days ago, yeah. Whichever we, we, we talk, Josh and I talk daily. Um, and this podcast has definitely brought us closer, even closer than when he was here. I just don't have him physically here, but we have connected, um, so much closer now than what we ever were. Anyway, moving on. So a couple days ago, we were talking about just our fight and how I felt and how neither one of us communicated really well. So when Josh shared with me that he was going to leave, um, Honestly, I thought a lot of it was bullshit. I figured like he wanted out of the relationship, um, but I didn't know how deep things were. And, and, and Josh and I have shared those feelings with each other that I never knew that Josh didn't not just want to be in Florida or in the relationship. I didn't know that Josh wanted to end his life. Um, I didn't learn all of that 
until later on. When he was here in Florida, really what I knew was is that the relationship was was definitely toxic. There were a lot more bad times than good. Um, he was frustrated. And a lot of our conversations were him saying, am I crazy? Am I crazy? And I would be telling him, no, I, I don't even know why you're asking this. Like, I think you're just being dramatic. Because I really didn't know the mental abuse and the emotional abuse that Josh was being put through from the one who has no name. So I, I only knew the snippets that Josh would allow me to know. So Josh and I ended up going. So time has gone by. Him and the one that you know we do not name, they were trying to live harmoniously as friends in the common living area of their apartment. And that was already not going well. And I knew a lot of that. Um, and a lot of it was very strange to me. And I shared that with Josh, like, as it was happening, I'm like, I don't understand how you guys are trying to be friends when we're talking about a decade long relationship. I'm not understanding how, and I'm not going to go into detail. It's not my yeah. place. I, I don't can, want to. If you really yeah. want to hear the story, go back to episode, yes. uh, the dirty laundry episode two. I share all about it. So we yeah. don't have to really get into specifics, yeah, but no. yeah, exactly. But there were just things that were happening that I didn't like, and more so I didn't like it because a lot of things were being put right into Josh's face and that wasn't fair. And I didn't like that. So when Josh and I were talking about Texas and moving and the breakup and all of this, I came up with the solution of why don't you come with me? Now, again, Josh and I have said this for years, more so Josh than me in all honesty, but he was always like, I don't want to live with you because I don't want to ruin our friendship. I don't want to live with you because I don't want, I don't want to break us or put a wedge between us. And me being who I am, I have always said that can't happen. I love you. You love me. We, <laughs> I'm about to turn into Barney, <laughs> but, but the love that we have for each other. It's like Gigi's purple undervans. Yes, a cheetah. Um, but yes, so I I always, you know, rebuttaled to him stating, I don't think that could happen because our love and mutual respect for each other, I, I don't think that we could break that we are family. So Josh and I really did sit down um, at Starbucks, not the one where Doogie was trying to save a life, another Starbucks. And we literally went through <laughs> the list of bills what what Josh was making and trying to come up with a solution that if he comes and stayed with us, that he would be able to save money, that he would be able to establish himself, well, reestablish himself here in the in the Tampa area. Yeah. And we were all on board. Like I felt I, I was very relieved in all honesty. When we left Starbucks that day, I was just like, again, selfish me. I just felt okay, I can take a breath. Josh isn't going anywhere. He's going to live with us. We have a plan. He's going to save money. He's going to get a place nearby. And, and we're just going to make this work, right? That's that's what we're going to be able to do. And then maybe a week went by. And then I got the news of, listen, I'm not going to move in with you. And I'm actually going to move back to Texas. And even then, I was like, we are just being way too fucking dramatic. Honestly, guys, Josh, I mean, Josh, again, Josh and I have already shared this, but to, to make you aware of it, 
I just really thought Josh was being dramatic. Like, why are you going to move all the way fucked back to Texas when all you wanted to do initially was get out of Texas? And now you're out and, and, and now we can really establish you and let me help you. I've always been that person. I want to help. So we didn't talk much after that part, after that point. Um, I felt very... I don't want to use the word, you know, jaded. I don't, I don't, I felt just very, almost like betrayed. I will say that I felt betrayed. I felt betrayed that we took the time, we sat down, we, we, I felt like we ironed all the wrinkles out and we had a solid plan. And then the rug was pulled out from under me. And I'm just thinking to myself, like the whole reason that we even did this was so you can find you and get better and be away from the one that we have no name I didn't really know what was going on behind the scenes. So I became more distant as I kept hearing, well, I'm going to Texas. I've got 33 days. And when she says, so when she says like we became distant, I did not hear from her for almost two months. Yep. Like, and so here's, and here's the thing. And this is where I, you know, my, in my perspective. And again, we've had this conversation. It's okay to share, you know, this is how we work through We're in a it, much better place. We're in a much, much better place. My, yeah. These guys don't think that this is bringing up like bad things for us and that, you know, off, off screen or off mic, we're going to be like, I can't believe this. No. We've already hashed this out. Yeah, so we've had, we've had no it. worries, but you know, in my perspective, I'm going through hell. I am going through like the worst thing I've ever dealt with. And my best friend who you would think is there is supposed to be there through, you know, thick and thin. And I've, I've always called Maria Elena, my person. We call each other our persons because that's just how we feel. We do feel that we're soulmates and we were connected and meant to, meant to see each other and be in each other's lives. I feel like we've known each other in past lives. Like that's just how deep our connection goes. Um, and here was this moment that I was going through something so so crazy that I didn't have my best friend. I was alone. I was completely alone. And so I didn't hear from her for almost two months. And then it came to the last two weeks of me getting ready. And I'm trying to explain to her, like, I'm leaving. Like, I haven't seen you, and I'm, but I'm leaving. I'm leaving in two weeks. This is the day that I'm leaving. And I, I think in and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Maria Elena, I think in some ways you were still very like in denial of like, he's just bullshitting. It's actually not ever going to happen. And yes. I think, and I think the turning point, and I, I don't mean to cut you off. No, and go ahead, I, go ahead. I, I feel I have to say this. So we ended up getting together, um, me, myself, and again, our third in the trio Doogie. Um, we ended up going to Citrus Park Mall. And we went to Johnny Rockets. If you know, you know, uh, Johnny Rockets. We uh, we sat down and we were having lunch. And this is maybe, this. oh, yes, you will. Trust me, because you were very upset with me. And I later apologized to you for it because I, I blocked, was being I blocked it all out. <laughs> yeah, possibly. No, and that's a real thing. Like traumatic yeah. things, you know this, you, you yeah, block I've, it out. I've but it was, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. So we're sitting at Johnny Rockets. And at this point, I think something was either being said. And again, if you heard our past podcast, if you heard Josh's episode, Dirty Laundry Part Two, um, you'll 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 already understand where I'm coming from. So the one that has no name at one point in time had um, offered the ring. So if you already know, we're going to keep going on it. We're not going in the past. You just got to keep following us. So the one thing that 
Josh had wanted at one point in time was to, you know, if there was the opportunity to be, to, to get married. Um, so the ex ended up, you know, giving a ring and I don't know if I knew this at the, at the point in time, I don't know when I knew of this on all honesty, but we're sitting at Johnny Rockets and I was, and I turned to Josh and I was just like, well, maybe he's really trying this time. Maybe you should give him another chance. <gasps> I do remember this. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And literally like you heard that silence just now, that silence was the same silence at the table. Um, after I had said that, because in my mind, I was trying to find any way to keep Josh here. It was extremely selfish. It was extremely wrong. Do I feel bad for it? Hmm, not really. Why? Because I didn't want to lose my person. I didn't want to lose, you know, my, 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 my being. It was, it was, it's part Josh. Like, I mean, that's, that's how strong our connection is. That's how much we mean to each other. Yeah. And I said that and it just kind of went downhill from there and it turned into why would you even, and, and this is words that Josh said, and if I'm, and if I'm not saying it correctly, correct me, but it I turned don't remember into a lot about why time. would you even say that when you know what I've been dealing with? Why would you even think that that was okay? Look at all these things that he has done. Even since we've broken up, this is what he's done. And you could say that to me. And was Josh right? Yeah, of course. I shouldn't have said it. But I did because I wanted to find any way to keep him here. And if that meant like, hey, listen, get back into this toxic relationship and we'll just figure it out as we go. That was my plan. Like, if I can at least keep him here, I can fix everything. I'm a control freak, guys, in case you haven't already recognized that. But if I can control it, I can fix it, which means either I can fix the relationship or I can fix Josh and his problems. And I don't mean fix him, but I can fix it. I, I can help. I can, I, I love and care so much that how much I love and care can fix all the problems. And at that point is when we stopped talking. Like after that day, the, all communication ended up until the last I'm leaving. two weeks. Yeah. I remember. So I don't remember what she is talking about. I, and again, listen to the episode. I have gone through a very intense therapy to deal with all of this, and I have blocked a lot of this out on purpose. Um, but the last week, it was the last week of me being in Tampa, and she, I was like, hey, I'm going to come over. You know, I'm, I'm leaving this day. Like, this may be it. This, this may be the last time you see me for a while. And I remember going to her house... And this is the first time her and I had talked in two months. Yep. But I was like, I'm not going to leave Tampa without seeing her. And I go into her into her house, and I'm sitting on the couch. And we're it's very awkward. It's very uncomfortable. Because I know that she's upset. I am pissed. And I'm still pissed. Because... I may not remember what she, like that specific situation, but I do remember I was livid that my best friend had abandoned me because I felt abandoned. And I was just like, this is it. This is going to be the end of our friendship. This is how my last chapter in Tampa ends. <clears throat> and so I'm sitting on the couch at her and she's getting ready and I'm like, yeah, you know, we're small talk, small talk. It's very small, uncomfortable, small talk. And we, she says to me, so is this it? I remember her looking to be dead in the eyes. She says, this is it. 
So this is it. Because I was not coming back the next day. Because she thought that she deserved an entire weekend of just me. And I flipped. And I was like, where the fuck have you been? You haven't been here for me. Fuck you. Like, And she's screaming at me. I'm screaming at her. Doogie is in the bathroom and comes out and just looks like... Her eyes are all wide this open like that. Ex. This is like ex. she literally looked like that little creature from the the rainforest with the big eyes. She's kind of looking, hanging on a tree, and her and I are screaming at each other in the crying, and we're crying. Oh, so not only are we screaming, we're crying. crying. We're we both hysterically screaming. crying. Yes, we're screaming at each other. We're both crying. I'm trying to. He's going with the "Where have you been these last two months?" And I'm telling him I've been here, and I can't believe you're leaving. I can't believe that you're getting. That was my biggest thing, and I was trying to use that as like my bait card. Is like you're running home to daddy instead of standing on your own hind legs and and facing this head on. And I'm and I and I kept using you know. Why are you going to run home when all you wanted to do is get out of Texas and you're going back exactly where you didn't want to be? Again, Shit. I was grasping at literally any any pull, any string, any blade of grass that I could to make him doubt moving. Am I wrong? Eh, depends who you ask yeah. because I'm hurting right? It's like somebody is taking away a piece of my soul. And the thing and was, I, I, no one to, I, I want to blame everybody. Yeah. And I've already blamed the person that I needed to blame. And, and, I, and again, we're not rehashing it. We've moved on. Yeah. But again, this is about fighting. This is about, you know, uh, uh, conflict. And there was a lot of conflict, even within ourselves. Josh questioned if he was making the right moves. I was questioning our entire friendship because I couldn't believe, like, how could you leave me? And it wasn't about me. But I never really understood what he was dealing with behind the scenes. If I would have had all the information, maybe things would have been different. I don't know. We, we can't rewind time. Yeah. But the information that I was given, I felt like I was justified in saying what I needed to say and yeah. pulling out whatever string I could. So we ended up going out after the fight. We ended up going out and I said, hey, I'm leaving Tuesday. You need to be at my house on Tuesday. And she was like, I'm not coming. I have to work. I'm not coming. Yep. And I was like, you will be at my house on Tuesday. She's like, no, I won't. I'm working. So we went out. It was very uncomfortable because we had just fought. And we kind of end the night. And I say goodbye to Doogie. I say goodbye to the boy, uh, to Eli, the boys. Uh, <laughs> Ari was not there yet. Um, but I not say goodbye yet. to Eli. I say goodbye to Bob. And I say goodbye to her. And I said, I'll see you on Tuesday. And it was very like, hmm, maybe not. And it was very cold. Cut to the next couple days. She's calling me and we start, we get into a huge argument on the phone and we're screaming at each other. At this point, my ex had left. I'm sitting in an apartment trying to pack by myself. I don't have my best friend. I'm a, I feel abandoned by everybody. So she calls me on the phone and we start screaming at each other again. And it was the same bullshit. We were beating a dead horse. You know, it was like, you did this to me. And I'm and I'm I'm and I stand behind. I'm like, where the fuck have you been? Fuck you. You haven't been here. Like, you don't know what the fuck I'm dealing with. And it was that night that I knew everything was gonna kind of I'm not gonna say be okay, because it took a long time for it to be okay again. But in the midst of the fight, I I broke. 
and I just said, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And I was, I had collapsed on the floor and I was sobbing and I hear her grab her keys. And I said, what are you doing? And she said, I'm on my way. And I said, no, don't come. You have to take Eli to school. Like, I'll see you in the morning. She's like, yes, I'll be there. That Tuesday was the last time I saw her um, up until next week. And I opened up a lot about what had been going on. She had no idea what was happening behind the scenes. Because one, she had she was dealing with her own her own emotions. And two, I had kept it secret. And that was on me. And I take responsibility for that. I do. I take responsibility for keeping it secret because I didn't want the dramatics or the reactions because I was already going through so much. And Marilena's that again, that that ride or die friend, like if she would have known at the time that all this stuff was going on behind the scenes, the reaction would have been, fuck him, let's figure this out. I'm gonna beat the fuck out of him. Where I didn't want that. I didn't want that. I was already going through so much and I really didn't want to deal with that with her. So as much as she secluded herself to kind of lick her wounds, I did the same. You know, when I moved here, we didn't talk for a while. It was very, it was very like when I did hear from her, it was very nonchalant. It was just very like, Hey, just checking in, but it was never like it was. And we had a conversation. So I want to mention this. Well, I, I don't know if you had already. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I jumped the gun. I'm naughty. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if Josh had already. I don't know if he was on the road. I don't know if he was already in Texas. I feel like he was already in Texas, and we finally, I finally had to speak because it was very nonchalant. It was very casual. Very like, so how's Texas? That's good. How's Dad? That's good. Okay, talk to you later. And it was very much like, are you getting settled? And there was that sly bitch fuck. Like, all I wanted to hear was, like, when he told me the first time, he he said he was miserable. Like, I'm telling you, I was like, ooh, yes. Why? Because I wanted him to come home. And home was with me. Home was with me. I'm home. Like, that's not home. I don't know what that is. You're in fucking dirt land with fucking horses and cows and shit. I don't know this. I know home being with me because, again, I want to, and, and it's almost motherly. And I know probably this is going to be like dissected when I say this, but especially by I my therapist. That- Yes, I'm ready. Tell me what what is wrong with me. I got Mother Teresa syndrome. But my point being is like, I felt that I could protect him. I felt that I could protect Josh from anything. I felt that I could make everything right in his world. And that's all I really wanted to do because of my love for him. But we did get on the phone with each other. And finally, I had to say what I needed to say. And it went something along like this. And, and Josh might even remember more. But I had said, our friendship is going to change and I'm not happy. Um, I'm no longer going to be able to see you and talk to you whenever. Um, And now you seem like you're a million miles away and I don't care if it's really a thousand miles, 1500 miles, 3000 miles, I don't care. Like you're a million miles away from me and our friendship is going to change. And I'm, I wasn't ready for that. And I was telling him this, I was as we do, as as Josh and I normally do, we we put our hearts out there. We put our our feelings out there. And all I kept thinking was like, this is going to change and it's not going to be good. It's going to change. And 
I'm not going to hear from you like I do. Like there's not going to be the text messages or or anything like you're going to replace me. And I can remember one of the first couple of months that he was there and we weren't talking, mind you. So this wasn't like a thing where we were, again, like podcasts and conversations and phone calls and morning phone calls and night phone. There was none of this. There was no communication. And then I saw it on Facebook. He and Freddie, <laughs> and I love Freddie. I remember Freddy, this. Bitch, if you do listen to this, I love you too. He like, but he if you me. do, okay, that's fine. But I do love Freddie because Freddie is like me and we love Josh. You know what I mean? Like Freddie and I don't know each other like that, but we really don't need to because our common denominator is Josh. So if we could both love Josh, we know that we could love each other. With that being said, they went to a motherfucking drag show and I lost my motherfucking mind. I was like, I was, I not only was I replaced by the first person, right? Because Freddie was there before me, you know, there's a couple technicalities there, but whatever, fuck that. So not only was I being replaced, but now in essence, I was being erased. I was being erased. Like there's no communication. Now he's doing the drag stuff that we used to do together with Freddie. And I'm like, I have nothing like he's not here. And again, Doogie is not a replacement to Josh. Doogie is Doogie. Doogie is my, my best friend has separate thing, but here I'm looking at Freddie. I'm like, Oh my God, like this is fucking competition. I can't even fight him. Like I can't even, (laughs) I can't even do anything because I'm not there. And all I remember feeling was just, after 10 over 10 years of a friendship it's over yeah. it was like a, it was it was a relationship it wasn't just a friendship and a family i really felt like wow after 10 plus years it's over yeah i was heartbroken yeah i was heartbroken so after after that a lot more silence happened we didn't talk for a good year over a year over a year it was it was very minimal in the beginning after I left. And then it was just radio silence. I didn't want to reach out. And when I did, it was it was never responded to. And I was like, fuck it. And I got to this point in my head where I was like, those people that want to make time for the people that they care about, they'll do it. And she was not making time for me, so fuck her. Like She obviously meant what she said. And our friendship is over, and that's just what it is. Until... I got a FaceTime call and I answered and I was driving and this was many, many, many months later, like over a year later, she's FaceTimes me and she, I think, I mean, were you surprised that I answered? No, honestly, no. Cause me knowing you and you knowing me, mm-hmm. if we're FaceTiming each other, something is wrong. Like yeah. that's just being honest. Yeah. Now it's much different guys. Just so you know, again, now we FaceTime each other. We take pictures during the day. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're, we're constant in communication, yeah. but in this point in time of our friendship, and again, it was deteriorating and it was almost, it was dead. It, it, was, our really, friendship it really was. Dead. was. Yeah, no, there was, was not dead. deteriorating. It was, it was dead. It was so dead. it was during this conversation. It was during this, this call. I actually, we stayed on the phone for two hours. And we laid everything out. She explained how she felt. I was in a much different place mentally and I could have the conversation. And we hashed it out. I mean, we talked and said, you know, 
I didn't want it to end. She didn't want it to end. This is how she was feeling. I This is how I was feeling. But we had the conversation. We had an open dialogue because that's what we do. And it was still a very uncomfortable. Very. You know, it was a very and it was still uncomfortable even a couple conversations into it because it didn't start to pick up the pace that it once was. Like we would FaceTime each other. And again, it was like on um, Facebook Messenger and it's got like filters. So we would like play games together and we would talk and but there was really no substance. It was very just it was like very face value. No, absolutely. You know, but I think I think it goes to show a lesson of and I and I remember saying this to you is if you want to make this work, we will make it work. But it has to require an effort from both of us. You know, now here we are, we've now healed and we've had many open conversations. And I would say that you and I are closer than we were in Tampa. Agreed. Absolutely. Which I didn't think was possible, which is crazy, you know, like, Agreed. like I thought we were close, but even when I was in Tampa, I didn't see her fucking every day. I didn't talk to her every day. There was, there would be months that I didn't talk to her. And well, we always picked up where we left off. Yeah. Um, very much like as if we didn't miss a beat, but we would be busy again. And we've shared this in episodes. I think I don't even know if it aired. I have no idea, but that we've worked in, you know, retail and it if you know, retail, yeah, we gotta, yeah, we gotta re-record that shit. But anyway, we, we've been in retail for most of our lives. And if you know anything about retail, you know that the hours are not easy and the schedule's not easy. So trying to line it up isn't always easiest when you're trying to see someone but even still like we didn't pick up the phone every day we didn't text every day it was very much like oh this is what's going on gotta let you know or oh my gosh you know there's a drag show coming or hey let's go out to dinner this week like when are you off um where now we really do talk every single day there's the only time that we ever really miss is um with Josh's schedule, he doesn't normally have to work weekends. So I do try to let him sleep. And sometimes I don't even give a shit. I still call just to let him know that I was calling because I was on my way to work. We I usually mean, yeah, spend this morning. We talked It's Saturday right now. And we, I mean, we talked this morning. Um, I mean, I guess the reason we wanted to even have this fucking, I mean, we're going on for now and we have to wrap, but like the, I think the reason we even wanted to have this is if you have a friendship that you really feel like deep down inside, like they are your other half or that you feel like the friendship is worth fighting for fucking fight for it. You know, like the thing was, it's like, she was, she was ready to walk out of my life and I was ready to let her go. But I think deep down inside, we both knew that it, our friendship was much bigger than even us. And so that's why we kind of wanted to have the conversation of fighting with friends and, you know, you're always going to fight. That's just, again, it's a, it's part of a relationship, you know, but if we can overcome something that really almost ended our friendship, anybody can do it. You know, it's just, are you willing to put in the work and are you willing to do it? Cause if you're not, that's okay. People come into your life for a season. People come into your life for a reason. It's okay to let them go. I just felt that she was too special to let go. And truly, it's, I mean, me moving to Texas kind of saved our friendship in a weird way. Yeah. And I think just even more so than that, it saved you. And 100%. I think it it healing you had the ripple effect of it saving us. Yeah. 
I agree. And I think that's a great way to end. So if you guys have any stories you'd like to share, as always, in every episode we ask, if you want to email us, it's uh, gaymatepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to message us on Insta, it is at gaymatepodcast. Facebook is the Gaymates Podcast. You can reach us there. Until next week. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.